the good times and good vibes continue to roll through Patriots Nation on the heels of Sunday's momentous 29-25 victory over the Buffalo Bills. The one and many on the local and national scene continue to say it is as much an indictment of the struggles of the Buffalo Bills as it was the fortitude and will of the New England Patriots. We here at Six Rings in Football Things are trying to stay as Pat's positive as possible. Yes, Andy, we're going to try. We're going to actually try oh, on. I don't have to. F that. You beat the Bills. You took their punch. They punched back. You had the chance to give it away, kick it away. You tried, but you fought to the finish, and you won. F that. That's a good win. I'm not doing any of the, good. oh, the Bills suck. or the Good, oh, good, 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 good. We're not doing that. That's All right, a good, good effing win. I don't know good. what it means for anything before the good effing win or after the good effing win, but Sunday I will be dubbing permanently a good effing win. There you go. Good. See, you are remaining Pat's positive. I like to hear that as well. We I'm are not. When I see a good effing win, I call it a good effing win. And I say oh. as many times as possible, good effing win. Wow. And we are effing thrilled to be sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. You're welcome for the contributions that I made to the fan, to Uncle FanDuel on Monday night. Uh, betting on uh, or making a selection and wagering on the San Francisco 49ers as this season continues to just be off the rails, off the wall, and off the everything it can possibly be. That was something we discussed this morning on the Breaking Boston podcast, where producer Cooper Leonard and I dubbed this coming Sunday's game between the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins the Fraud Bowl. And we'll get to that a little bit later in this podcast and, of course, later in the week when we preview Pats at Finns, which, dare I say, Andy, uh, is a pivotal game for both franchises, most especially New England. But first, but first, we need to put our final uh, grades recap review uh, let, before we tuck away Sunday's win. Uh, not the good, not the good vibes and the positivity that we hope to continue and maintain from that. Uh, let's just go ahead and do our usual Tuesday grades of the previous Patriots game. And what's nice about this one, in addition to the fact that we've all been largely positive about the effort put forth by the team, the comeback, Mac Jones's first signature win, his biggest comeback to date, taking the punch from Buffalo, Bill O'Brien doing his thing, uh, the the oh yeah now replaced by the chant of family in the locker room, a lot of good vibes from Sunday's game. We all know the one, uh, many things can be true, but the one truth is whatever the Patriots do, if they can't carry this momentum forward, then Sunday will be an anomalous one-off. And it was nice to actually feel that way for just a couple of days and for one game like it was the like the good old days. But can they continue this? That's what we will ultimately get to. Plus, in the back end of the podcast, we will take one further look at the Bill Belichick contract extension, the lucrative extension. How many years is it? Did our old pal Dale Arnold nail it with his sources on the tweet? I call it the Bellaflex. Why did he feel the need or, <clears throat> excuse me, someone feel the need to leak that information out last particular Sunday? But first, all right, like we said, let's get to it. Andrew, grades for your New England Patriots in their 29-25 victory. Let's start off on the score the ball side, the offense, who have been routinely and regularly getting at best a C-minus more frequently D's, D minuses, and possibly even one F along the way this season. What grade did you give them for Sunday's 29 point output? 
So I was on NBC Sports Boston last Wednesday, and we reacted to a Michael Hawley clip from Tuesday night in which he declared that Bill O'Brien was the worst offensive coordinator in the National Football League. And it it was a hot take from a guy who historically has not been a hot take artist. That's not been Michael Hawley's uh, M.O., but I thought it was a bit of a um, a ridiculous take, quite honestly. I mean, I think Bill O'Brien is a good coach. Has he mm-hmm. had a great start? No, I'm not going to argue that. The offense has been bad. Uh, you know I've defended him saying when your line stinks, your receivers stink, your quarterback's playing awful, you can't run it, you can't – like, hard to call plays, hard to draw things up. Um, I think all around the Patriots bounced back this week. Bill O'Brien, I thought, did a nice job. I thought there were some personnel decisions which go up the ladder to Bill Belichick in terms mm-hmm. of, hey, Mike Onweno at right tackle, what a novel idea. I wish right. I – Oh, wait, I did have it two years ago. I don't know why you didn't have it two and years ago. And we've only been shouting for that move for the last right. seven months as well. Uh, Demario Douglas getting the ball. Huh, what a novel idea. I wish, oh, I did have that. Yep, yep, thanks, yep. Bill. I've um, been begging you to do that since the end of August, yes. Correct. And, I mean, the offense, I thought, looked what we expected more for the totality of the beginning of the season. Competent. Capable. Not great. I'm not saying they are like the next greatest no turf and they're going to start rivaling the dolphins for points and yards and no 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 No, but the c words came back the c words came back to the fore that was nice to see as a fan as Uh an analyst as a quarterback i'm sure it was nice to see that and so i gave them a b plus because i still think there's room the offensive i mean the uh the running game still not where i'd like it to be both stevenson and elliott below four yards a carry on their combined 20 attempts but i thought it was big to punch that touchdown in for Zeke Elliott second week in a row where he had a, a touchdown on the goal line, punch it in. That's what he was brought here to do after mm-hmm. the, you know, double digits in Dallas the last couple of years. Um, I'd still like to see some more consistency out of those guys. I think they're still like 27th in the league and rushing or something after this performance. Um, but I would say every arrow, correct me if I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. not every Pharaoh, cause he was pointing upward as well, but every arrow Mm-hmm. Pointed up. What you did there, like yes. Kendrick Bourne, two weeks in a row is your number one receiver, both in terms of reps, production, efficiency. We'll get to his mistake at some point, but whatever. Um, the line was better. You had those guys playing. Oh, the line range. was massively right. that uh, to me. Even before you get into Mac Jones, who will get his own grade momentarily. Even before you get into Mac Jones and the quarterbacking, it begins again as simply as in the trenches. And maybe, just maybe, it was the Mike Onwenu move. Maybe it was the reinsertion of Cole Strange. Maybe it was Dante Scarnecchia being there, being honored in the Patriots Hall of Fame, and they had to make sure they showed up and showed out for Scar this weekend. Or maybe just it was a combination of all things therein. Plus, Buffalo's pass rush was a little bit lacking because, obviously, no Ed Oliver, who's one of the better defensive We're not doing that. Nope, nope, no, 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 no. We're not doing the opposite of a moral victory, Fitzy. They played the team in front of them. The team in front of them came in with 24 sacks. The team in front of them has Leonard Floyd and has mm-hmm. Von Greg Miller. Russo and Von like, Miller. Yeah, yep. We're not doing that. We're not, you know, because guess what? Okay. The Patriots didn't have Gonzalez and the Patriots didn't have Judon. That's that's called NFL football. That's why there mm-hmm. are injury reports. And that's why, you know, gambling pays attention and fantasy pays attention to those things. That's why the Falcons are in trouble because Bijan Robinson, they didn't properly uh, note Oops. him on their injury report. So, Oops. We're not doing that. We're saying the game was played, mm-hmm. and the game that was played, the Patriots' offense looked good. B plus. What do you got? I same grade. 
Exactly. I, I, and I think that's I want- optimistic on our end I- because it leaves room for growth and improvement. Mm-hmm. We're not saying like, you know, the dunk contest, the very first dunk they give out a 10 and you're like, well, what are you going to do if there's a better dunk in three dunks from now? Like, no, there's room for growth for this offense. But that was more like the offense I expected in the summer and when the season started. Good to see. Exactly. And I think one of the this was our main question on the Six Rings postgame show on Sunday. If you happen to have caught the podcast or the live broadcast, which was exciting, energy packed as always. A bit uh, all over the place, but I blame Fitzy for that. that. That's the way it definitely wasn't the over caffeinated uh, man child to my left. <laughs> uh, the that's the million dollar question right now is to me, I think this is the team we should have been seeing all along. Or maybe this was the team we saw earlier in the season that had a couple of roadblocks and major stumbles, uh, both at home and away. But this is who the Patriots are capable of being. This is probably the best version of what you will see. They're not going to score many more points, but they should be able to hover around or the low to mid twenties against quality against quality teams. They they did everything the way that they should have done it on Sunday. The blocking was solid. The the receivers were crisp. Also, as noted by Henry McKenna on Monday, the Patriots largely went with a three-wide receiver package Sunday. The three receivers who got the most playing time were Kendrick Bourne, Pop Douglas, and Jalen Rager. Not Tyquan Thornton, not Devontae Parker. Thornton, you can't stay if you can't if you can't stay healthy, then we can't keep dragging your ass along. And Devontae Parker, if you're gonna drop big balls like that and be a net zero for the offensive proficiency and output. Sorry, we don't need you as much. I thought that was a great choice by Bill O'Brien, Mac Jones, and Belichick. Yeah, um, I'd like to, I mean, if we're going to go down the road, like Tyquan Thornton, what does it should say you do here? How can well, you? Well, I, I've been here? asking that since last year. Because I even, so we're not at the game, and I'm always worried we miss the press box injury update that they announced. Yeah. So I was like, Cadillac, did they say anything at any point about Tyquan Thornton? Like, you know, questionable, doubtful, hamstring, like nothing. And there was, no, he just didn't play. Um, so I, I don't know where that's going, but at least you got two. Like you got, you feel good about where Bourne is and where he's mm-hmm. going with Mac. Again, forget the fumble. It happens. Let's move on. Right. Um, and Demario Douglas played a full game with a full uh, opportunities, didn't get banged up. I That was kind of the thing we've been having an issue with. Like, we want to see mm-hmm. him more, but he needs to stay on the field when he gets his opportunities. He did that. Yep. And your tight ends. On they, National Tight Ends Day, no less, were a major part. Like, they kept, along with uh, Mondre's 34-yard scamper on the screen, a significant portion of your game, ultimately game-winning drive. And I'd also like to point out on the Bourne thing, uh, over the last two weeks, 10 catches, six. So now he's averaging eight over the last two weeks, 91 yards against Vegas, 63 and a touchdown against Buffalo. Who in the world wouldn't take eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown every other week from Kendrick Bourne? That's damn near wide receiver one output. Well, this is what I thought again, not to like pat myself on the back, but when I said he was going to win the triple crown receptions, yards and touchdowns for the Patriots, this is what I was envisioning. Like I thought he was going to be this centerpiece of the offense. Hey, it's okay. Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, I understand. Takes a little time for you guys to catch up with the greatness that's below the new Tennessee orange visor. Like, it's okay. You still got time to play it out. I know. It's a very short trip to pat yourself on the back. Go ahead. Well, and to be fair, most of us, most of the things that they did, most of us have been calling for. Like, the victory lap this week by media and fans. Like, keep it simple. Before we grade out the defense, and you were saying earlier, you know, like, both teams went to battle and played with the players they brought. The Patriots were just as shorthanded on defense, especially along 
the defensive front uh, and did a great job generating their best pass rush on the season. But let me just ask this general question. I'll, I'll represent a majority of Patriots fans when I ask it. What the F took the Patriots so long to finally do the things like putting Pop Douglas in more? Obviously, you had you couldn't play Juju. You couldn't try to validate that contract because he still hasn't come out of the concussion protocol. But you threw to the tight ends more. You threw to Pop Douglas more. You threw to Kendrick Bourne more. And you put on Wenu at right tackle. And gee whiz, Andy, look what happened. Look yes. what happened. And the, even the explanation, and I don't want to get going too long here, but the explanation of the on Wenu thing where Bill said, well, I had a nice conversation with him at the Raiders game, and we decided now this will be best for every, like, wait a minute you asked for his opinion? Like where did the bill Belichick that for 20 years has basically done whatever the, he damn well pleases to every player. And like yeah. you asked him if he'd be willing to play right tackle or wanted to play. Like, what is this me coaching? Like you baseball or something? Hey, uh, I need you tonight. Would How's you everyone, mind playing is everyone getting the ball enough? Is there, are all the parents happy? Like no, that's how it works. The hell. But anyway, we're not doing that. We're staying positive. Yeah. These things did all happen. And they all worked on a really nice level for the offense. Now keep it going in Miami, which has been a house of horrors for the Patriots offense over the years. So, you know, stay functional. Exactly. All right. Let's flip it over to the defensive side, AKA the stop the people from scoring the ball side. Uh, I gave this one a B plus as well. And not just for the fact that they limited Buffalo to 24 points. Yes. They had a tough fourth quarter. Obviously Josh Allen was going to get his, Eventually, but better than expected coverage from J.C. Jackson on Steph Diggs, who did not really get the best of Mr. INT on this day. He did a better job than he usually does. If and Josh Allen hadn't missed him like four times, he probably would have had 200 yards. Okay, well, one of the reasons why Josh Allen missed him was either Josh Allen trying too hard or how about this? The New England Patriots generating a good pass yeah. rush without their best pass rushers. No Nailed. Keon White, no Matthew Judon, no Josh Uche, no problem. Pretty damn. I was very like I was really, really good front effort by the front seven on this guy. As is so often the case, I am just a little bit more positive than you, Fitzgerald. Of um, course, of course. I went That's a minus. Everyone says here. when they listen. Um, I think when you take into account the health and the bodies and you know the different people doing it, um, I thought this was a really, really impressive performance. Now, I do have to admit, mm -hmm. and I said this to Joe Braverman, our producer, at one point, like Josh Allen had a right shoulder injury all week and I thought Josh Allen was a little off on some throws especially rolling out but guess what why was he rolling out because the defense was chasing him early and often I think CBS had 10 of 17 dropbacks he was pressured in the first half like you came that's out how you, that's without, how you do it without your guys you got after him so good team defense yeah it makes it harder for Josh Allen to throw when he's being chased and it makes it harder for him to get the ball to Steph Diggs even if Diggs has a step on his coverage whoever it is mm -hmm. so Jack Jones got back out there. The one thing I will say, I thought their tackling at times was putrid, especially in the back yeah. end. Really bad. Um, but it didn't really cost you in the end. It cost you. You got lucky on that one. So why is that Why is that now presenting itself as an issue? Like, you would think that one of the fundamentals, like, I don't know, wrapping up in the open field, something that cornerbacks and safeties of previous year and decade in a Bill Belichick defense have, have hung their hats on, like, you know, the Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, Devin McCourty, these people were solid fundamental tack, like excellent open field tacklers. Even Stefan Gilmore, not the most physical corner in the world, great tackler. What the hell's going on with Kyle Duggar and these guys? Where they, I mean, we all know Jabril Peppers. That's he, 
I'll, I, I shan't offer a criticism of that man. He's my, he is now the new number one atop my favorite players on the Patriots power rankings this week, but Kyle Duggar, it's a contract year wrap, wrap someone up, bro. Yeah. Um, there's a few theories I have. I mean, the one everybody always points to is like, oh, they don't practice enough tackling in the off season. There's not enough hitting and they're not ready on game day. There may be something to that, but it's also seven games into the season. Like you've had mm-hmm. some plenty of live action. Um, yeah. I think there's also something to the, the trusting everybody around you. And there's been some moving parts on that mm-hmm. team. And, you know, if you're um, Devin McCourty and you're playing with Adrian Phil, like, you pretty much know where the other is like you guys, you know, even JC Jackson that first time through, like you kind of knew your secondary, you knew your leverage and you guys around me where I can, you know, take a shot where I can't, where I know. And I just wonder if maybe some of the moving pieces on the defense and not necessarily totally trusting or understanding where your teammate may be could play a role in that. Or maybe I'm just making excuses and they've been making physical mistakes because Kyle Duggar in particular needs to be better. Like, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I asked you to do that's that. That's the tweet. You, yeah. Kyle Duggar, be better. So, um, but other than that, I think that defense, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, the leaders of the defense, I think they should be really, really feeling good about themselves, the performance they put forth. Uh, they 100% should. They got pressure on Josh Allen. Buffalo averaged less than four yards a carry on Sunday, which is great to see, even with their impaired defensive line. Now, Steph Diggs did have a couple of drops. Dalton Kincaid, your leading receiver, eight for 75 yards. Now, we figured, I think there was a lot of discussion, Dawson Knox now injured. He's not going to be out there for a while. So anybody who has Dalton Kincaid on their fantasy roster or perhaps sees him on the waivers might want to go ahead and pick him up. Um, this is a this is a budding problem that doesn't surprise me. I think no, there's speedy tight ends give them a hard time. Because they the Duggar and Peppers, for whatever they are, aren't great in coverage. Although Peppers would say, like, wait a minute, did you see what I did in coverage to Josh Allen on his first throw, bitch? Who ain't good in coverage? Um, wow, that would be a very good. aggressive reply. Well, he that seems is, like a really I, aggressive guy. He seems like a pretty aggressive guy, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you remember the Raiders, Michael Mayer, their rookie tight end out of Notre Dame, yep. hadn't done much all year, was a early on out party against the Patriots. So I think this is something where other teams, it's A, it's a copycat league, but Teams also know that there's some um, coverage susceptibility in the middle of the field with Jawan Bentley, Duggar, Peppers, like those guys in there. So I think you will continue to see backs and tight ends try to take advantage of that. I would. And I'm not exactly sure who the tight end is that would be able to take advantage of the Patriots this coming Sunday as well. But Buffalo does present one of the more unique problems in having two young, speedy tight ends that are just physical enough to get the job done as well. But yeah, I... I don't have many other issues aside from like the tackling issue, just wrapping guys up. Uh, otherwise, given who given who they are, who they have, and what they have going on right now, and the injuries they've sustained, I thought the Patriots did a damn good job. B plus on the D. And just one quick on the Jack Jones penalty. Um, it was not a penalty; it was a flop. And oh, you know, I get mad when flop. Mac flops. Josh Allen flops, flops this weekend. By the way, oh my god, so the Jalen Carter one was the best ah. ever. The it biggest, most athletic man on the field went down like with like a finger. <laughs> like, like it was, yeah, awful. it was, it was LeBron esque. Yeah, it was. Um, but Jack Jones, just don't give like a bad angle or a bad ref a chance to make that call. Like if you're lower, they can't make that call. Like just be smarter. It's like driving defensively. Like you can say, well, this person, you know, backed out of their drive. Yeah, but if you were paying a little better attention, maybe you could have avoided it. Like drive a little more defensively, be a little smarter because. They're not good enough. 
like a 15 yard penalty could change a game for them. Absolutely mm-hmm. change a game for them. So mm-hmm. don't don't give anybody the opportunity to steal one. Special teams. I went a a Manus. I went a. Um, I thought they were really good. I thought Ryland and Beringer. Beringer is coming on. You only punted twice, but they were both. Plenty of practice, as I told Rich Keith Monday night. He's had plenty of practice all the through the yep. first six games. But, but that, that corner out of bounds, yeah, the three yeah. or the two, whatever it was, and then even the Just bomb kids. that Brendan Schooler came down and covered the guy for inside the you know ten or eleven yard line, wherever it was. They're like, great job by him. Um, we've talked about it. You've mocked it. The the weakness of the special teams right now is the long snapper, who is very well. Yeah. I gotta wonder, and I don't want to get them in trouble. But I wonder if he's dealing with an injury. He's been so inconsistent to start the year. I wonder if he has like a torn labrum or like. Shouldn't they report it then, Andrew? Well, they should, but they didn't have space. We listed 20 guys last week. There's only 20 spots on the injured. The 21st would have been Cardone. Is there there an injured list maximum? Like, guys, you can only report 20 injured. I mean, like it was. It was the freaking. Their injured list last week was like the end credits of Avengers Endgame. It just kept going and yeah, going and going. But yeah, special teams good. And I know I I could use a little less um, Cam Accord um, basically doing cartwheels and hooting and hollering on the sideline every just single doing time. Cam Accord. Huh? Like, now you get two special teams coaches. There should be no mistakes. There should be no right. possible delays a game. There should be no yeah. offsides. It'd be buttoned up. I expect you to be good. I don't know. You shouldn't be celebrating every single play like it's the greatest because, you know, quite frankly, you haven't been great a lot of the year. There's been too many mistakes still on special teams. So, you know, you know, like high school coaches, you know, don't spike the ball, like act like you've been in the end zone before and you'll be there again. Mm -hmm. How about act like you're a good special teams team and will continue to be a good special teams team? Like not that you're surprised that good things are happening. Absolutely. But it was a market improvement from weeks past as well. Chad Ryland also doing a nice job kicking his extra points in his field goals. I think he's coming along as well. Oh, yeah, All they're right. going to be fine. Those two, yeah. I have no doubt. Solid picks. I love them. I Solid picks. It's why I half-jokingly say Christian Gonzalez, Chad Ryland, Bryce Beringer. <laughs> Who else you got for the you future? <laughs> yeah, exactly. From this particular draft class, maybe their best draft class in ages as well. And I'm, I'm also holding oh, on. Well, you say that every year. As well, it's part. at least I'm on brand. Coaching. Uh, coaching? I went A. Um, okay. I thought the defensive coaching, I thought, you know, starting fast, I thought the motivation. So the Belichickian, like big picture, uh, directives, but also the Mayo Belichick, you know, O'Brien sort of gaming the beginning of the game adjustments. Um, remind me, should I be faulting something? Like what'd they pork up? Like, what should I, I, cause I, I feel Ah, really good. A couple of couple of run plays on third, like there was one run play in the first half on like a third and four. So like there was one series where O'Brien called three straight runs and it finished with like a fourth and four, fourth and five is like, eh, yeah, it was we've, a little- we've done that for 20 years to Weiss. We've done it to O'Brien. We've done it to McDaniels. It wasn't perfect. It was pretty damn. It was pretty damn great. I gave I it an A minus. Perfect. I said, yeah. a, I didn't say a plus. But you can't. Oh, all right. I gave it an a minus. Wow, very negative. It's- no, because you know what's going to happen if they when they do it again this Sunday in Miami, then I'll give them the A to, to the A+. And then I'll give them an A+. There you go. And then after uh, that, I'll make up a new grade. And the quarterback, okay, here's the first one. Here's my, here's my only straight A. And yes, I know there was a strip sack that was negated by a penalty. So, so some may say, yeah, but he almost put the game in the ground and screwed it. All right, well, 
but it got lucky. These things happen. Same thing happened for Buffalo as well at a certain point. Mac Jones, your best game as a pro, your biggest win for the Patriots, and you now have the signature comeback drive, plus all of this, the reason why Mac gets an A, especially for me, in the face of all the adversity, the criticism, the terrible plays, throwing across your body, three pick sixes, the scrutiny, you know, fans yelling at you, media calling for your job, he can't get it done. He's not it. Fans wearing bags over their heads with Mac Jones effing sucks sweatshirts in the on the way, making the social media rounds. In in, in the face of all of that to play the way he did, A. Absolutely. I'll give another A. Um, this is the Mac yeah. we were promised coming out of Alabama. This is Alabama Mac. This is first round Mac. This is future. Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, no. No, 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 no. This is better than 2021, like, Mac. I don't mean to step on your toes. This feels like, Andy, tell me if you think this is wrong, but my assessment is this feels like we picked up where he made all of his strides yeah. and progress from 21, and now we're seeing his year two development halfway through the middle of his third now, season. In one game. In one game. Like, I'm not willing to say this is who he right. is because I can't just forget all the crappy games and the crappy nope. games this year and Dallas and everything. He still got benched in consecutive games. He still wet his pants against the Cowboys. Absolutely melted, whatever you want to call it. But that he yeah. bounced back, that he is not um, irreparably broken, that he is capable of this performance, that's a good sign. That is a yeah. And all-around good sign for... I think we talked about this on Six Rings post game show. He has been more even keeled than his coach, than almost anybody. And I, I think that's a really good sign for a guy who supposedly is not even keeled, is sort of an emotional wreck or whatever you want to call it. Very temperamental, prone to uh, flare nope. ups, blow ups. Yeah. Nah, he, he had it. And I believe him when he said he wanted to go out there and he believed they were going to drive down the field and score. I absolutely believe him. Love that. Now, it's much easier when the running back runs 34 yards when you throw it to him on the first play. That really changes things. Well, it's um, also easier to say it, it, you know, afterward in victory, the same way when I was saying in the no, post Sunday, like I, you know, it just felt like there was better energy there. And you're like, oh, you're only saying that because they won. Come on. Well, yeah. Now. I don't believe you. I believe him. <laughs> I believe that he went into that huddle with Not that kind of bitch. confidence. I don't Good think he was like, oh my God, I've never done this. What am I going to do? Oh, we're going to lose. It's uh. the way it should be. But it also takes more than just Mac Jones. It takes the line holding their blocks. It takes Ramondre not running into a tackler, but scampering and finding a hole. Flag. Hunter Henry hanging in there. Mac Jones hanging in there, taking some hits as he delivers that dime to Hunter Henry. It takes Pop Douglas willing to stretch out to the goal line, almost score and take a, a DPI as well. Like everyone, like this is what it looks like not when doves cry, but rather this is what it looks like when everyone on this team is operating at max max capacity. This is what it should look like. They should be able to validate the confidence we had in them and hang in there <clears throat> with some of the better teams in the NFL. And you know what? This coming Sunday, I don't need more Parker. Juju Smith-Schuster can be a role player at most. Don't F up what's already working for you. And from Mac... Stay even keeled, stay positive, stay smiling, stay. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't on the field. I'm fine with the on-field crap. He was yelling. He he was pissed at Douglas, who made a bad oh, read. Yeah, he didn't on sit a, down on, on one route. Yeah, yeah. Like he, that's fine. That's what quarterbacks do. Like that Dan Marino Good. did it. John Elway did it. Tom Brady yeah. did it. Good quarterbacks. You need to lead. And oh, sometimes man. you need to be an a-hole to lead. Sometimes you need to tell somebody, hey, dumbass, that's the wrong thing to do. Um, but he Worked needs for to Brady build for 20 years. Yeah, 
But you know why? Because he won and because he was good. Like, you need to build on it. You need to continue to play well. Don't turn the ball over. Make throws that you need to make when you need to make them with the game on the line or with the third down on the line, those types of things. Also, I don't think we ever delved into this world on six rings. I'm trying to think back because I don't want to be a hypocrite fraud. I hate hypocrite frauds. There's a lot of them in the media. I don't want to be one. Okay. I don't think we ever delved into everyone hates Mac. He's lost the locker room. Oh, I think video afterwards from the camera guys at NBC Sports Boston will show you otherwise 30 straight seconds. Right. But I don't porn everyone hugging him, seeking him. Did we ever say that? Did we ever go down that road? Because I don't think we did. I think no, we said there could have been coming off of the Henry McKenna uh, tidbit of a friend of Mac Jones saying, what do you expect him to do with garbage? How can you cook out there? Like we thought there was a chance that there could become a rift. We had heard stories of some people in the building, not in the locker room, in the building being firmly out on Mac Jones. Yeah, but I don't think we ever and some did. So I am not surprised. I always Uh, go back to us. No, I think he's been a douche in the media. I don't necessarily like Mac, the guy that I see publicly on the, you know, Jones and Mego show or press conferences, but I've always remarked. I thought it's remarkable that Judon and Bourne and Henry, these guys seem to love Mac Jones. They always have dating back to year one. And I've always said, I don't believe he has the same personality in the locker room he shares with us. And I think people do like him on his team. So Mm -hmm. um, that didn't really surprise me. Now I'm always a little surprised when it's like um, Ebony and Ivory, like opposites type thing, like Devon Godshaw or Mike on when it's like the big lineman. Oh, wow. He really likes Mac Jones too. I didn't know if I, you know, necessarily see that coming. It makes sense. The Mm -hmm. receiver loves him or the tight end loves him. But when it's the big, D tackle you're like oh wow they really do like him so good job by Mac all around absolutely good job by Mac Jones he gets the highest grade from me I think everybody in Patriots Nation would agree that was Mac Jones best game as a pro and let's see a follow-up go down to Miami where you've had nightmares no throwing to Devontae Parker when he's covered by Xavier Howard that has happened far too often no bad picks hang in the pocket offensive line do their job Because now I will tell you there is renewed interest from the media to the fan base and all throughout Patriots Nation for Sunday's upcoming game in Miami Gardens at Hard Rock Stadium, dubbed by us the Fraud Bowl, Patriots at Fish. We will preview that one later in the week. We'll go behind enemy lines and get you as much intel, insight, perspective, analysis, and more when we can. But those are our grades for Buffalo against the Patriots. Agree, disagree, give us a shout at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Hart. And of course, at Six Rings Pod, we appreciate you listening, just like we appreciate our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook for sponsoring this fine podcast.